0: to another episode of Dawkins on Duke. Uh, This week, we got my guy who's a senior when I was a freshman, helped lead us to a national championship, Mr. Brian Zubek. Um, As always, if you like what you're hearing, please remember to subscribe and leave a rating. Um, Reach out to me on Twitter, Dre underscore Dawkins, or to the network at Field of 68, um, and let us know who you wanna hear from next. Um, And make sure you head over to YouTube and follow our channel, Over there, the Field of 68, where we post exclusive clips of all of our podcasts. Um, Yeah, so enjoy, and I'll see you next time. All right, this week we got my guy, a legend, got his own chant at Duke, uh, Mr. Brian Zubek, a.k.a. Zubes. Uh, Thanks for coming on, brother.
1: Great. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Um, All right, so we start the podcast off the same way every week, and um, so we got to get your uh, welcome to Duke moment.
1: Oh, man, I think uh, my welcome to Duke moment was probably our um, probably our 7 a.m. runs. <laughs> it, uh, my big ass was uh, trying to uh, keep up with everybody else. You got John puking on the side trying to beat everybody and DeMarcus, you know, running sub-four-minute miles. And,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, then there's me, you know, so... <laughs>
0: Well, I will say by the time I got there, your senior year, um, you were running pretty well. I mean, I think I barely beat you in the mile my freshman year. So, I mean, I guess you you, you progressed yeah. over those four years?
1: Yeah, I guess. I think they uh, they tamped it down a little bit in terms of the amount of running, yeah, um, yeah. which was fortunate, probably because of me. Who knows? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know, actually I ended up uh, – by the end of my freshman summer, um, I ended up running a 525 mile. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so was a little lost a little bit of weight, probably a little bit too much running, but uh, you know had to, they had to whip me into shape. So yeah,
0: yeah, they they got a way they have a way of doing that. So I mean,
1: <laughs> lose that baby fat,
0: you know. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, so back to high school, when when did you hit seven feet?
1: I'd say you know I was by the end of my freshman year. I remember being. Being six nine, so Can't I think agree. I came in mid sixes uh, to the to freshman year, maybe 6'5". Mm-hmm. Six, six, by the end of the year, I was six nine, um, and so at that well, you never kind of really know when you're gonna stop. And yeah. so you know, our parents are six 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 and six three, and so kind of thought that range, um, and then hit six nine. Thought it was gonna be that, and I think by junior year I was probably seven one seven
0: two. Oof. Um So by junior
1: year I was I was full
0: height. Yeah. I mean, what is that like adjusting to like that much added height in, in that little bit of time? I mean,
1: well, you know, I mean, I, I like to think I'm put together slightly now, but uh, I'll tell you what, being, um, you know, six, nine, my freshman year of high school and, uh, you know, I was in a new high school, hadn't known anybody much that year. Um you know, adjusting to your body growing that fast is always not fun. I didn't, unfortunately didn't have too many growing pains or anything as mm-hmm. I was always just taller than everyone. And kind of grew longer. And, um, you know, so I didn't have kind of like that seven, eight unit or eight inch uh, year or summer that some guys had. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a process of getting comfortable with your body.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so you know, when I was in high school, I was like, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and I'm playing like the four, I guess in the minutes at the five, you know, our, our center's like 6'6". Six, six. What is it like uh, being seven foot? And I mean, I got to assume you didn't play against a bunch of guys that, that matched up with you size-wise in high school.
1: No, for sure. Uh, you know, my conference was pretty small in Jersey uh, was one of the, the smaller conferences. Um, and so we had, uh, you know, it was a small public school. Uh, you know, I think my we won, you know, we 20 something conference games a year and we won uh, uh, the last 74 of them, I think, over my career. Like, we lost yeah. like one my freshman year, which I wasn't even really playing that much. Um, then 160 in a row my sophomore, junior, senior year. Mm. So, within the conference, there just really wasn't much competition. We had a really good team, at least relatively. And you know, for me, it was always they'd throw a football guy in that was kind of hefty and foul me, and yeah, and um, so. It was it was always interesting, but I look forward to those kind of out of conference games where we play against Catholic schools, have a little bit better competition, or tournaments where I could really kind of test myself.
0: Yeah, speaking of um, your high school record, going you looked you up, you went one ten and ten in high school. Um, was that ever boring? I mean. I kind of feel where you're coming from with the conference, because that's how my conference was in high school. We just, you know, I remember one one night where we just the starters just didn't even play. uh, (laughs) And we won by, you know, 30 something points. So, like, did you did you find yourself getting bored at times in high school?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that by the time junior we, you know, we won you know, state championships in Jersey are kind of sectioned out by class. And so we had won our class championship my sophomore Mm. year and then my junior year again. Um, You know, by the time senior year came around, I think we won our conference games by an average of 35 points. Um, Yeah. You know, there's scores of like 110 to like 40 up there and stuff. (laughs) And it's, it was kind of crazy. So, you know, it, it, it definitely, you know, didn't push me as much as I, you know, would have liked at times and you know starters would only play a couple minutes each half sometimes you know to kind of rest us for playoffs and and things um so you know you you have a lot of fun with it but you know the first couple games you kill somebody then it starts you know they start getting a little chippy and it starts Mm. getting you know to the point where everybody was just like being a duke everybody was taking their shot against us and playing their best game and we weren't really caring about that game it was just another game to us um so that kind of brought some conflict every once in a while
0: yeah do you have any like weird stories um because like i remember when i was in high school i think it was it was sophomore junior year and we were up like 15 on this team and in the third quarter and because we you know we were <clears throat> normally beating teams by 30 plus, no, no problem in conference. And so we were up like 12 to 15 or something like that. And they just held the ball the entire third quarter. Cause they were like, you know, if we lose by 15, it looks better um, to the people doing the rankings than if we lose by 30. So, you know, they ended up losing by whatever it was, 12, 15 points. And they ended up moving up in the rankings the next week. Cause they only lost to us by, you know, they lost to us by less than 20. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we had, we had teams try everything against us. Um, you know, we had a team that – I mean, there's no shot clock. So, we had a yeah. team that literally the entire first half held the ball. And I think the score ended up being like 12 to 8 in the first <laughs> half or something like that where everybody was just like, what are we doing here? Why this <laughs> game like – and then it started to get, get to the point where we got up like 10 or something and then they just gave it up. Yep. Um and so a lot of weird strategies though you yeah. know over the years to kind of either you know fortunately when I had a bunch of shooters on my team that um, you know would be on the perimeter so when they double and triple team me it would just be lights out from three so it's just kind of but you know the double triple teams at times where people guys are fouling me and and you know it's getting a little rough underneath it's just not fun
0: you yeah know? yeah. You had a few, few hackazoobs games in high school. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> uh, so what was, what was uh, recruiting like for you? I know, you know, coaches say all the time one thing you can't teach height. And so, um, and seven footers are few and far between. So I'm sure every coach in the country was looking at you. What was that like?
1: Yeah, look, it was an interesting process. I mean, I didn't start, My freshman year of high school Um, Mm -hmm. and so we had a pretty good team and um, you know I was still growing into my body still kind of figuring things out so you know I think I got pretty good my my sophomore summer and I think at AU I was invited to you know Nike camp or like Mm -hmm. the the one right below Nike camp um, first and then made it to Nike camp um, as like a sophomore um and so kind of got started getting attention there and then you know had a really good sophomore year um they kind of like first on the scene so I started getting letters but you know I, I, my parents had knew nothing really about basketball and so um you know we really didn't have a clue in terms of AAU and Nike camps and all this kind of stuff I had an aunt that had went to Duke uh before I liked watching them on TV and my parents are pretty academic focused. So when I started getting recruiting letters, you know, there was just a certain type of school that I just that didn't really envision myself at. So kind of eliminated stuff pretty quickly. So yeah. ended up really only looking at, you know, Duke and Stanford. Uh, I looked at Princeton as an Ivy because my father went there, uh, but, you know, I went up and it's only 30 minutes away from my hometown, so I went mm. up for one practice. And I think the the coach of Air Force had just left and gone to Princeton, and he was a screamer, and <laughs> it was a disaster. He was abusing the kids there, yeah. and um, their center like quit that year. And I, I looked at my coach, and I was like, "There's no shot. I'm going <laughs> here." To my uh, dad's disappointment, but. Um, yeah, you know, I've kinda, I kind of, I kind of realized that uh, there was just a, a level of academics that I wanted as well as basketball. Um, yeah, so kind of limited pretty quickly, and then was kind of always waiting for Duke, and Duke was kind of the last one to come on. So,
0: yeah. Um, so what for what for you outside of academics made, um, those two schools, Duke and Stanford, stand out?
1: Uh, you know, just the. For me, it was about being an all around person and and balanced. You know, you know, I wanted to get the basketball high level experience, but I also wanted to have the options of pretty much doing, you know, whatever. I didn't know if I was going to go to the NBA. I didn't know, you know, at a certain point uh, what I was going to do with basketball. I hadn't really ever expected to do anything uh, after as much um, while I was kind of growing up um and so for me being able to have the options that you know Duke or Stanford would provide to you I had always kind of envisioned myself going to business school um Mm -hmm. after and you know really wanted to have that option
0: yeah um did you or I guess I the better question is did your parents have any reservations um about you going so far away from from home
1: I think that was a factor with Stanford. Um, you know, I, I love the campus, you know, Stanford is, you know, a dream school for a lot of people. Um, it was for me for a long time along with Duke. Um, and, you know, I think that that might've been, you know, besides the, you know, difference in coaching and other other things that might've been, you know, a factor of having a five five hour flight or six hour flight, you know, to to come home very close Mm -hmm. with my immediate family. I have a sister and, and my parents and, and, um, so you know, it ended up being great because I think my parents had these, you know, at the time Southwest had just moved into uh, you know Raleigh Durham, so there was mm-hmm. like these you know fifty dollar flights both ways yeah, yeah. that my flight, my parents could <laughs> come down to like every game. So um, I think that was certainly a, a little bit of a factor. Is you know, there's a, away from home, and then there's really away from home.
0: So. Yeah. Um, so coming in as a freshman, what did you what did you weigh?
1: I weighed 270, uh, 275. Um, maybe, maybe 260. So it's 265, 270. And by the end of my freshman summer, I weighed 235. I didn't know how to eat. Yeah. I didn't know (laughs) how to eat. Like the point card system was messed up. So like I used my points on like Sinelli's like pasta, like the first like three weeks. So I had like no money and uh they were running us every day and i'm like i don't know if a seven foot guy should be weighing this much like i've always been kind of a big big guy at least big thicker um so you know but uh, then i kind of had to pack the pounds on after that
0: yeah was that was it difficult um trying to put the weight back on and figuring out how to eat like did you lift hard in high school or was that you know lifting three times a week a new thing for you I lifted
1: decently in high school. Um, not, not a crazy amount. Um, you know, I'd never really gotten into squatting and really doing the things that I should have been doing. Um, you know, I, and then diet certainly was, you know, look, the amount of calories that I just need a day just to sustain my, uh, my own weight, let alone build muscle is crazy. So, you know, just kind of shoving everything in my mouth at certain points. And I have a sweet tooth as my, all my teammates know. So I would eat everybody's dessert. So,
0: um,
1: you know, and now I've found out that I'm lactose intolerant. So, you know, nobody told me that. So I don't (laughs) you know, just had issues for a long time and, you know, just feeding me shakes and cheesecake and all this kind of stuff is cool. So explains a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you started your your career started with two double figure games. I did some research. Um, So at that point, you like, man, this college thing's pretty easy.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I never really, you know, grew up with that much basketball around me, Um, and so you know, I I didn't really know how big of a deal Blue White game was, and you know you know, what to expect at all, really. Um, Obviously, you know, I was probably on the lower tier of being, you know, recruited in terms of, you know, I wasn't a McDonald's All-American. And so really didn't have too many expectations. McRoberts was right in front of me um, and was there when I was coming in. So kind of already expected that. Um, And then, you know, it kind of, you know, kind of surprised me so i just kind of put my head down and worked and then you know kind of got a little weird after that but um yeah i mean it was a a hell of a
0: start yeah yeah no definitely for sure for sure um what was it like uh for you i mean mentally with the frustration of the um breaking your foot back-to-back times
1: yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it can't be really understated, you know, the effect that injuries have on guys. Um, yeah. You know, I think one, phys- there's there's two aspects, you know, mm-hmm. physically and mentally, you know, I think that um, at a high level, there's a very uh, thin margin between skill sets of guys. Yeah, and at sure. a certain point it's confidence. And yeah. so, you know, not only losing a little bit of your step or losing a little bit of uh, your strength and skill set, and not being into it, but also just losing that confidence. This is so hard to gain back, Mm -hmm. especially when you got younger guys coming up and you know, the atmosphere at Duke is so competitive. So for me it was, you know, um, very long process coming back from not only happening, having it happen once, then having it happen again and then kind of feeling like I'm behind and I have to catch up and, you know, it's just never, never getting to the point where I was before. Um, so not only physically, but, you know, the larger aspect for me was mentally where, you know, it wasn't able to really even gain that confidence back until my senior year. I mean, it's, it, I got some flashes and maybe junior year of, of, of a little bit. But then, you know, mentally, I would start like missing a layup or something mm-hmm. where it, like it just something was off where, you know. It, the bigger the responsibility or the bigger the game or whatever, it just wasn't there for me because I don't think I had that really, you know, confidence yeah. to, to really perform at that level.
0: So going into your senior year, what do you think, uh, I don't know if it was a mental thing or what do you think you got figured out by your senior year that let you have such a good year?
1: You know, I think that, You know, I had a conversation with Wojo earlier in the year where it was just kind of keep it simple, you know, and build upon things. So, all right, what was one thing I was doing well? I was was rebounding pretty well um, and playing defense uh, well. So it was just, all right, don't worry about the rest of it. Go out there, get some rebounds, dish it out to some guys, play good defense, make sure nobody gets to the rim. And then after that, I started to string a few games together um where i was like okay brian could you know hold his own and it's not a liability out there on the court um and you know then started to you know build that upon that even even more and start scoring some points um, being out there for longer getting my wind up and then you know was able to get a shot to start Mm -hmm. and then basically was like you know what i'm never going back to where i was before so yeah
0: yeah i was i was definitely a big fan of you because um You set really good screens and you always kick the ball out when you got offensive rebounds. So (laughs) you're one of my favorite guys on the court for sure. Yeah, I bet, man. I bet.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, well, look, you had to find out how to add value, you know, like with the, you know, me not having the, you know, look, I scored a lot of points in high school and, you know, I used to be able to, you know, I think I had like 13 dunks in one game. I think I had maybe four my entire career at Duke. Between being my, you know, my leg shot from the injury and not having the muscles um, to not really having the confidence to really, you know, be there offensively,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I had to, I had to find something else. So yeah.
0: um, talk a bit about one thing I noticed as a freshman um, being out there on the court with you and Lance is you guys had a really good connection, especially on defense um, and guarding picking rolls and talking to each other and, and kind of pointing each other uh, in the correct wherever y'all needed to go um you guys had a really good connection talk a bit about that and and how that developed over your four years there yeah
1: i mean you know look we're both from jersey we both kind of knew each other a little bit beforehand before we got to duke um you know that's that's four years of going through literally every up and down you Mm can probably find um and you know having a very similar um path to getting on the court which was I got to do something else Mm -hmm. you know I got to add value somewhere else and um, I think that we both kind of recognized where our places were how we were going to get on the court and how to help each other Um, and besides being friends and you know knowing each other for four years and going through all the crap together uh, I think we were just once it started clicking a little bit, we were both like, all right, well, let's make this work.
0: Yeah. You know? um, so this is something I don't know anything about. What is it like to have your own chant at Duke? So even to this day, you go back to a game and you get the Zoob's chant. Is that like how well, cool is it, that? It, yeah,
1: look, it feels pretty great. You know, I, th- I think that, um, you know, I obviously had a tough tough career and a tough path of getting back to being able to contribute and having a, a great end. And, um, so, you know, having a core group of people that, you know, kind of saw the struggle that I went through and appreciated where I was able to come out on the other end and getting my own kind of chant. I mean, it sounds like boo.
0: So yeah, I kind of introduce everybody a little
1: bit, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it feels really great to have, you know, that kind of appreciation.
0: Yeah. Um, you're talking about your mindset of, you know, just trying to find any way to add value to the team, which is important because every team needs guys who aren't, you know, trying to score the ball. Is that is it difficult to change your mindset? Because, you know, I know you said in high school, you scored a bunch of points. Is Did you find that difficult to change your mindset into like, you know, I'll just do I'll just do the dirty stuff that most guys don't want to do?
1: absolutely extremely difficult i mean it is not fun yeah you know and it's it, you know I, when i was going through the injuries we'd have even duke chronicle articles written about me about how big of a piece of crap i am <laughs> and how i shouldn't be on the court in like yeah. my own freaking newspaper and um you know and then you know the struggles you go through trying to get everything back in practice where you know it's even sometimes 10 times harder than the game is how how hard we went in practice and so you know you you kind of come back and you want everything to come back quicker or be able to do a lot more and finding out that you got to go back to basics and you know learn how to move again learn how to jump again learn how to uh you know set screens and do the simple things and then build upon that is is just very tough mentally, especially when, you know, I was a really good high school player, New Jersey player of the year, and you know, won three state championships Mm -hmm. and used to be the center of the offense, and I like scoring. I used to pride (laughs) myself on my post moves in high school, and
0: so,
1: you know, it's kind of one of those things where your identity shifts, and, you know, having that kind of um, crisis of identity is very tough.
0: Yeah. Um, so your senior year, by that time, you had been through a few different teams. Uh, your freshman year, you guys struggled pretty good and then kind of got a little bit better each year. And then going into your senior year or beginning that senior year, did you feel like that team um, had a different feel to it than the teams the three previous years? No, honestly. I mean, <laughs> to, to be honest,
1: I don't think any of us would have thought that we got where we were going to go, um, yeah. you know, our, by the end of it. I think that, you know, it was in the back of our mind of not having had. I think we had, you know, we won the ACC, in, you know, junior year, which was, you know, obviously a certain level of success. But, um, you know, I don't think there was any kind of a feel of how good it felt at the that end run, that we we're anywhere close. I mean, we got smashed by Georgetown, mm-hmm. you know, like a month prior to the tournament in front of Obama, yeah,
0: and yeah, so it's it kind of like,
1: all right, we got some glaring glaring weaknesses <laughs> here. Um, and so I think even till the till like you know last couple weeks, it wasn't really a, a you know a full confidence um, that we were going to step up to the next level. Oh, we felt good. We certainly mm-hmm. felt better than the other years. We felt like it was a good core group of guys that were finally seniors but certainly not to the extent that we got.
0: Yeah. What do you remember about that that run, the, the postseason run ACC tournament into the NCAA tournament?
1: You know, I felt so good with our core five mm-hmm. once we kind of got them at the end and, you know, a couple of guys, uh, you know, coming in and helping and that that, it was just a. To- I felt like the team was totally different feel, um, and you know we had that one loss in Maryland at Maryland. Yeah. Um, but we were right there, and I felt like we could have won it, and so it was kind of a feeling of like we can beat anybody. Yeah. On any given night, so um, you know, if we tweak a few things, uh, you know we can make a real run of it, and it was getting fun. Mm-hmm. you know you, you remember you know that unc game at, at uh cameron yeah my yeah. senior night i would never seen anybody obviously we were killing them but i would never seen anybody on the team have that much fun in my four years mm-hmm. on any win so yeah. it was just kind of like all right we're actually enjoying basketball again yeah and we're enjoying what we're doing uh, we're enjoying being part you know the, playing with each other so that yeah. was that was great
0: yeah, one of the things I remember was, um, I felt like, and it's, you know, a credit to <clears throat> really the starting five with three seniors, two juniors, uh, was like, we were really good at preparation. And so if you gave us time to prepare for, for, <clears throat> for teams, then we, we had a pretty good chance of beating them. And I think that showed a lot in the tournament.
1: Agreed. I think that, you know, especially on defense, um, mm-hmm. we worked a lot more as a unit. And you know, everybody who came in, or even if we had different lineups, you know, knew their role and knew that, you know, they didn't want to let the rest of the four other four guys down on yeah. defense because, you know, we we kind of just like I did, where it was like you're starting with one thing and then you're building upon that. I think our kind of lockdown defense uh, was what we'd fall back on. When we, mm-hmm. we get pushed by other teams, it's like, "All right, shots aren't going in. We're not getting the calls from the refs. Let's just lock it down." And yeah, then we'll get if we aren't scoring, you know, y'all not scoring either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we not, might not be able to put the ball in the basket right now, but we but can. You shoot won't be either.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was um, yeah that that was almost. I felt like it shocked people because it didn't look, you know, we weren't like the most um, athletic team. (laughs) (laughs) We were shockingly, uh, alarmingly unathletic. So, I mean, I think that shocked some people just how good we were on defense. But it's almost um, a bit of like how Virginia plays their defense where it was real Mm -hmm. packed in. You weren't getting in the paint. and um, Everybody
1: was anticipating what other people would be doing and relying on you know, look, to have run a really good defense, you have to take risks. And mm-hmm. so having, you know, being able to take those risks, knowing that somebody would back you up yeah. or that, you know, their teammates would have your back and you wouldn't look like an idiot or they somebody <laughs> wouldn't score or, you know, something wouldn't break down um, was
0: huge. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember what your mindset was like going into – um, that national championship game, your senior year.
1: Well, you know, after I did my sprints that morning. Yeah, um, I was with you know, I was with
0: you guys. I ran them too. That <laughs> <laughs> I
1: didn't think I was gonna have to do that day. Um, I uh, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna enjoy it. I mean, look that that day I think was the longest of my life. I mean, mm-hmm. the game was what at nine o'clock. Yeah, something?
0: super late. 9 nine twenty or something asleep. like
1: that. You yeah. walk through early in the morning and breakfast you're not going to be able to take a nap. Um, everybody you know is texting you. Um, you're about to be in front of the entire country. You know, it's, um, but it was a little surreal. You know, yeah. it, it, I don't think you, you could fully appreciate the moment. I don't feel like you really knew how big of a deal it was. And, you know, we were just kind of like, all right, yeah, it's national championship, but it's kind of like we've been going through this. It's just another game. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of try to atro- approach it the same way. I mean, it's, you know, try to shut yourself off and, 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 you know, do the same things we've been doing.
0: Yeah. I remember after we beat West Virginia um, in the first game in the Final Four, and we went straight from straight from the gym into film. And Wojo started breaking down Butler. And first thing he said was, This is the best team we're gonna play that we've played the whole season. And I was like, Yeah, all right. All right <laughs> like, no They're way, you Kentucky, know, Kentucky, like, uh, oh, come
1: on, man. <laughs> I was you like, like oh, I have to face Yeah, right.
0: yeah. It was like, all right, you know, who's you know, who's this Gordon Hayward guy? Um, yeah. but yeah, then getting into the game, I was like, Oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> Uh, Butler's pretty good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, look, you, you know, just like us, didn't look that strong, um, didn't look that big, uh, but, you know, you, you get up and you're playing against them and, you know, it's it's a step. Oh, okay, all yeah, right,
0: yeah. here we go. Absolutely. Yep. All
1: right, pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they were similar, very similar to us, man. I mean, a couple guys who could score the ball, a couple guys, um, they're big man, you know, similar to you, doing all the dirty work, taking yep. charges, rebounding. And played really, really good defense. And I remember going into that game. A lot of the talk was it was you know first team to sixty wins and first team to sixty one. Yep. yep.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, you know, I think I think that West Virginia game especially just kind of gave us a lot more confidence. Yeah. Um, you know, the Baylor game was obviously I think our biggest win. Um, yeah, that,
0: I think. Yeah, I think a, looking back, team, that was that was the one.
1: Yeah, but it, but that was the scarier one. You know, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. that could have gone either way. And, you know, I think that being able to come out and having survived that and then beat West Virginia as, as much as we did, we kind of felt like we could win, yeah. you know, where I don't know if we felt like we could win the whole thing before that. I mean, and, and, you know, we still potentially had had Kentucky to yeah. play against yeah. at that point. So it was kind of like, all right, well, we could beat West Virginia. Yeah. But like, we still got to face Kentucky in yeah. the, uh, in the final so
0: yeah um yeah I'm happy uh West Virginia beat Kentucky for sure because I don't that I don't know that uh I don't know if we'd have got that one but yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah I feel like every every team that wins it has a has a game where it's like mm, I don't know about this one and you know you kind of squeak it out kind of get lucky and for us I feel like it was it was that Baylor game, the one that could have gone sideways, and yeah. and you know we you guys figured it out in that second half, and it was, <clears throat> yeah, good game for us. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was. Uh, that that one was like you know we eked by, and yeah. you know when when uh, adversity hit us, you know we figured out a way to make it happen. It wasn't yeah. pretty.
0: No, but, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I found yeah. out
1: of that game, and I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is the end of my career, you know. Yeah. that uh, uh, yeah.
0: so, everybody stepped up. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of crazy, both the uh, national championship and then, and then the Elite Eight were playing in the other team's home state. And shoot, Baylor was – I mean, Butler was right down the street. Yep. And then Baylor's, you know, a couple hours away uh, from Houston. Um, so, I don't know who set that up, but they could have done it a little bit better, I think. Yeah, I mean, I knew we were not going to be
1: the favorite anywhere we went, but uh, you know, wasn't ideal.
0: No. <laughs> um, so you had um, one of the biggest defensive plays in the game uh, with the contest on Gordon's fadeaway. Um, do you remember that play? You remember what you were thinking? Like I just just trying to get a hand up, just distract him a little bit as much as yeah, I can. Yeah, I mean,
1: it was a it, it was tough because they had we had kind of had broken defense the last couple of times yeah. and, you know, miscommunications with ball screens and then they had dumped it off to Howard and he got a mm-hmm. you know, easy layup. And, you know, so fortunately I, we pretty much knew that he was going to, you know, shoot it. So, um, but I had to balance kind of covering Howard a little bit in the yeah. paint and, and, you know, didn't know how much I should be going out. And so you know, wasn't really honestly planning anything, just, you know, was tr- honestly trying not to be a liability on the bike at yeah. Wall Street. So, <laughs> uh, for me, it wasn't like I was putting my hand up in his face to like adjust his shot or anything like that. I'm just like, I'm here and I'm
0: trying to do Yeah, that. just doing yeah. whatever I can. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so I'm sure you told this story before, but for the viewers and listeners, what was going on with the last free throw? Was it who were you were you being yeah, told well, to make so it? were you being told I, you know, to I get miss the rebound,
1: it? I get the rebound at you know three point six seconds left, and my mind's kind of like blank. I was in the zone at that point yeah. um, not really thinking about the moment, just kind of keep keeping going um, and then I had you know you know eighty feet to walk to that free throw line. <laughs> uh, thinking about me with my fifty percent or fifty five percent free throw percentage going to the line. And, uh, you know, just kind of assumed I, you know, should make them both. Um, And so made the first one, luckily. And, uh, you know, honestly, I was almost blacked out at that point where, you know, John whispers to me and has to say something, my name a few times. And then I finally like look over him real quick and he goes, says, look at coach and he whispers, miss it to me. And so, you know, I'm just like, all right, I'm following everybody else. I'm following John. He knows more about basketball than I do and (laughs) Coach K and good to go. And so, it's not like I intentionally missed it before. So, I'm glad I was kind of in the zone because you can really mess that up. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And um, so, you know, just threw it up there and, uh, you know, then of course I had the instinct to go and try to get the rebound and then I mm-hmm. almost had to pull myself back from fouling him. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, you know, I wasted a little bit more of the clock. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of following, uh, my teammates at that point, um, and, and coach and, uh, you know, I know it's been second guessed a, a ton of times, but, uh, you know, I kind of had the feeling that we wouldn't win either. So it was the <laughs> momentum was kind of shifting. Yeah. for sure. uh, And, for sure. you know, as I said, those last couple broken defensive plays where, you know, last four minutes we'd go up four or six and, and feel like we we're going to pull away. And then they'd come right back and get a couple of easy buckets. And mm-hmm. So it kind of felt like it, you know, not sure if we had a more than 50% chance of winning.
0: Yeah. Um, so being on the court, I know on the on the bench, watching the last shot, it seemed like it lasts forever. Being on the court, where were you? And did you, were you watching the shot thinking, oh, that looks like it's got a chance? Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I ran, I, you know, I bodied, um, hayward up a little bit and he had to dribble around me and so I was kind of running parallel with him um as he went down the side of the court saw Kyle get killed by the screen and then (laughs) and then I was kind of right in line with him when he launched up the shot and by the time it hit the rim I think I was the closest one in the world to it and I was basically on the free throw line Mm -hmm. uh, of our basket um and that, that freaking thing looked good, I'll tell you that, or <laughs> at least way too close for comfort. Yeah, absolutely. You immediately see my hands go to my, my head <laughs> and start screaming because yeah, you, know, you always think, just like I said, you always think that there's going to be some time to celebrate or like, mm-hmm. hey, we figured it out, we're up four or yeah. we're up ten. And, you know, we hadn't thought that, there, you know, we'd come down to a buzzer beater in the national championship. Yeah. So I, I don't even know if we had had a buzzer beater, you know, for a long time.
0: You know? No. So, um, so how? I was checking out your stats a little bit. How much of a goal going into the season was it for you to average that full assist that you averaged your senior year?
1: Well, you know, it would have been more, but you know, some guys got to hit threes. You know, throwing it out there, John and Nolan, you know. I mean, I wish you were out there more. I yeah, you know, more assists, more minutes, you know, I got a couple more minutes. I'd have had you more of a <laughs> pure shooter than you know, those
0: guys. So uh, yeah, I'll make I'll make sure I text definitely John. Definitely had more, assistant John, probably. Uh, yeah, it was probably close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you graduate from Duke. Um, what ended your basketball career?
1: Yeah, so look, you know, uh, in high school, I thought I maybe would have had a shot of going to the NBA after mm-hmm. college, um, based upon things, how things had gone. Um, you know, Duke had kind of derailed that kind of dream with, you know, both of my foot surgeries and kind of, I was just kind of grateful to, you know, go back and, and be able to have some sort of a, a great end to the career and start, and uh,
0: yeah.
1: you know, so... Had kind of got off to the championship. Had kind of got a couple calls about stuff. Um, you know, that there might be a possibility. We'll see. He hired an agent. You know, worked out for some teams. Ended up going. Uh, you know, undrafted. I got a call in the middle of the draft saying, that, you know, DC could would draft you with like fifty something, mm-hmm. but they want you to go overseas for you know a little while. And I guess my agent suggested that we, you know, go to summer league and, you know, see where things go went from there. So I ended up um, signing with the Nets. Uh, Rod Thornton signed me to the Nets uh, for summer camp. Um, And then he immediately went and, you know, left his GM role and went to the uh, Sixers. Uh, So the GM that uh, signed me to summer league, uh, you know, left immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a new coach. Uh, So, uh, you know, played the summer league, did okay. Uh, And then, um, you know, ended up hurting myself in the middle of training camp with the Nets. Uh, And so, you know, ended up having a slipped disc in my back that was kind of pressing on my nerve down into my left leg. It was just kind of a freak thing. I think, you know, deterioration over time. And I had a slip and I fell on the court. Um, And then it kind of just you know twisted uh so you know was kind of hurt when at, at the end of training camp with them um got better by the end of training camp I think the the coach and GM Billy King at that point had already decided that they didn't need me to to play in any games because they already decided on the last 15 so yeah. um got released then um uh, was kind of trying to play a little bit but it you know train and you know got some offers from overseas but um, but my back was just hurting me too much and mm. I tried to get a few epidurals, uh, they didn't take, um, and then ended up getting, um, a back surgery, uh, January after in 2011 after that national championship after training camp, uh, which was an L5 S1 micro cut off part of my bulging disc. So it wasn't pressing on the nerve anymore. And then took three to four months to kind of try to come back from that, um, And then I was playing pickup with another big guy here in Philly after training and feeling good. And I felt something slip again. Mm. And I walked off the court and said, I'm done with basketball. So, um, it was just, you know, after my injuries at Duke, uh, you know, my life had been miserable since then, uh, from the amount of time that I had to spend on PT after all the other school and basketball obligations already. Um, having to fight back from those injuries to, just to get to the point where I could compete, mm-hmm. not the point where I thought I should be at all. You know, I certainly wasn't anywhere close to the player that I should have been or thought I was going to be um, mm-hmm. in terms of athletic ability and all that. So I just really didn't want to bounce around the bottom of the league or, or go to Europe and try to figure it out and possibly get, you know, hurt even further. So
0: yeah.
1: for me, it was just
0: time. Yeah. Did you know what, was next already did you have like kind of a plan in no, mind already? No, clue. <laughs> no clue um you
1: know i think that you know i would have focused on it a little bit more if i didn't have the injuries in, during college where mm-hmm. you know, maybe i just wasn't that good um and maybe i would have focused a little bit more on what i you know had planned to do after but i literally 100 of my focus was into just finishing school Doing, you know, getting healthy and, you know, trying to be able to compete at some level on the Duke team. And I really had no idea what I wanted to do, or you know, I knew I wanted to do some sort of business. Had always been really interested in it in entrepreneurship and business, but was absolutely clueless about it. <laughs> um, and you know, so for me, uh, it was kind of a, you know, look, it's a tough transition because yeah. while I decided to it was definitely the right decision it's still a horrible pain process of you know your identity Mm -hmm. and changing from being a basketball player and everybody knowing you and being at the top of your you know you know the top of your profession in something um that you've worked so hard against and then you know starting over with you know not really a clue um and also you know feeling like i you know i had to catch up you know, mm-hmm. so that's the problem is that you feel like you are behind and you feel yeah. like you have to catch up because I wasn't doing all the planning that, you know, other people who weren't playing basketball were doing in terms right. of I want to go to business school or, you know, I work, I did internships in this industry. Like we didn't do any internships. We just went to Duke uh, during the summer and took classes and worked out. So yeah. Yeah, I really had no experience with anything either.
0: Yeah. So then you go into your, uh, into business for yourself. Um, open up your cream puff shop what was that like and what lessons did you learn from doing that
1: yeah look you know I had no idea what industry I wanted to really get into I had no uh, prior real experience in any industry and and so you know had besides me being a fat kid at heart um, and having a sweet (laughs) tooth and wanting to start a business and having this idea I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So, uh, I just figured I'd jump in and try to figure it out. So ended up hiring a chef and, uh, coming up with some recipes and building out a store and, you know, ran it, uh, built it up for like eight employees and was running it for about a year. Um, and you know, it was, I learned more in that year than I had in the first 23 years of my life, um, mm-hmm. about people, about business, about kind of everything. Um, and I was doing some real estate investing on the side. I had read a few books about you know financial independence, and you know was doing a you know did a house flip uh, where I partnered with a contractor um, and bought like a small little you know multifamily building and um, flipped that. And so you know it was that was going well. I was interested in it more uh, and could see how it was you know more lucrative. The the retail food business, you know, you run the scalability five, 10 years out and you know, the amount of, you know, return on investment in terms of time and money into a business like that, uh, is just not ideal for what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, honestly, what happened was I was here, you know, home for Christmas and, uh, my, you know, my parents and sister are in South Jersey and, um, you know, the holidays were obviously nuts. It was, you know, desserts. So they're, you know, that's our busiest time. So, Mm -hmm um my sister was kind of like is this what every Christmas is going to be like because I was just (laughs) insane crazy busy couldn't spend any time with anyone and kind of miserable um so I decided that uh you know I closed up shop and sold everything off and and then got into real estate full-time
0: yeah so you're in Philly now and you know you mentioned you're in real estate what do you do um in, in real estate now
1: Yeah. So, um, kind of after I'll do a a little roundabout, you know, after I, you know, stopped with the pastry shop, I kind of realized that I needed to learn more about real estate before you know, jumping in. So I ended up trying to connect with a few people. Somebody connected me with a guy in New York who was the former CEO of Christian and Wakefield who was running his own brokerage group within them, um, doing office leasing, uh, and, you know, some sales. And so ended up you know, interviewing with him and he made a spot for me on his team. And so I joined them up there and, um, you know, did that for a little while and realized I wanted to kind of do my own investments and run my own thing. So I went to school at night at NYU, and got my, uh, my master's in real estate finance and investment and, uh, decided to come home to uh, come out of my Philly market, uh, here, you know, where I grew up in South Jersey is 15 minutes away from Philly. So I'm, Say I'm from Philly, unlike G, who says he's from Philly and he's 45 minutes away. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but um, here in Philly, uh, you know, I, what I do now is um, I do real estate development where I uh, buy land and build new construction, townhomes, um, apartment buildings, sometimes with a retail component on the ground floor. Uh, I renovate historic buildings like apartment buildings uh, and, you know, my goal has been to build a portfolio of rental properties uh, here in Philadelphia. So some I'll sell when I'm finished uh, and some I'll refinance and hang on to them and rent them out um, for cash flow. But, uh, and then I'll sell the townhomes off to individual you know homeowners so that, you know, I can have that cash and throw it into the other side of the business.
0: Cool. well, yeah. um, that's all I have for you. Um, but, before I let you go, I do have uh, one more question for you. Um, you got to give me your all-time Duke starting five and a six-man. You got to win one game with oh, you your all-time Duke starting five and six-man. All
1: right. Uh, let's see. Um, like J-Will. All right. Uh, Leitner. Um, it's tough between like Elton and you know Sheldon. Um, then his guards, probably I'm not gonna choose any of the guys on my team. You know, just, uh, <laughs> all the old school guys. So, um, hmm, probably Dunleavy. Okay. And probably JJ. You
0: know? right. So you go it's J Will, J- JJ. <laughs> J Will, JJ, Dunleavy. Leitner, Brand,
1: and probably yeah, probably Brand, yeah.
0: All right, who's your who's your sixth man?
1: Sixth man,
0: um, hmm. Probably like Justice or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. I you know, gotta go with the younger I like guy. That. I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good team. Uh, all right, man. I appreciate you joining me. Um that is actually all I have for you. So uh appreciate I'm not you coming. choosing
1: the player that's on the Celtics because I'm a Sixers fan. So uh, <laughs> man, he's been crushing us. So.
0: <laughs> Sixers doing pretty well though, and we got a dookie up there, Seth is up there. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. Just the last couple of years in the playoffs. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Gotta so, do it in the playoffs yeah. for sure. Awesome. All right, man. Um cool. appreciate so it, Appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, good to see you. Thank you, man.